The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show. Today, you'll hear the truth in wealth building from the team at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. The truth in wealth building knowledge is brought to you every week on the Financial Focus Radio Network. Hello, everybody out there in Radioland. I am back. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Vanilli, and we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the finally beautiful at least weather-wise, Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, have a question, comment, uh, give us a call, 877-670-7117. Or you can always send us an email by going to our website, financialfocusradio.com. Good morning, Mr. Finelli. How are you? Doing very well. Are you glad to be back? Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. I was... I was uh, you know, I do need a break from the radio show sometimes. For those of you that uh, are regular listeners, I'm sure it seems like it just rolls off the tongue and we don't have to do any preparation. But believe it or not, there is some actual effort and work put into to producing this radio show. And so um, taking a week off from it was enjoyable. I went and watched uh, some of my son's baseball team play over in the Valley uh, and stood in the pouring rain for five and a half hours, which is probably why I have a cold. All right, let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets. Woo, baby. Another, eight, eight weeks in a row. Another rough week. Longest streak on the Dow since 1923. For at risk. Yeah, there was a lot of firsts, since, or firsts in a long time uh, happening last week. So U.S. stocks, as measured by the S&P 500, were down another 4.5% last week. And have officially entered into a bear market. Remember, a correction is 10% or more, uh, and a bear market is measured by a 20% or more correction. The market hit an all-time high in, on June, January 3rd or 4th, depending on, I guess it was either the close of the 3rd or the open of the 4th. But that's when the market hit an all-time high and is off, off over more than uh, 20%, the S&P 500. Obviously, the Nasdaq's down a bunch more. Nasdaq's down that. about 33 34% on uh, Friday. But it would probably more to go. So what's interesting is if you look around the world and you look around in the capital markets, it wasn't all bleak last week. International developed market stocks actually traded up by a half a percent. So talk about an outperformance. That's 500 basis points of outperformance in five trading days by the international markets. Emerging markets were even better they were up 1% last week. Uh, and remember, the S&P was down 4.5%. U.S. small cap stocks were down 2.5% last week. So 2.5% isn't pleasant. But when you compare it to 4.5%, uh, you can see that asset allocation uh, certainly worked last week. And uh, we would urge you to make sure you are properly globally diversified. Because if this market plays out like we think it's going to, very similar to the market that played out in the early 2000s, uh, if you had a globally diversified portfolio and you were up and down the market cap, you did okay relative to the major U.S. benchmarks, the S&P and the NASDAQ. Uh, go actually, bonds uh, finally uh, were a, a hedge last week. If you look at the aggregate bond index, which if you think about it as the sort of S&P 500 of the bond world, it was up uh, 60 basis points, so a little over a half a percent. The aggregate bond index, index was up. Obviously, we saw yields move lower, which meant bond prices went higher. The yield in the 10-year uh, was at 2.78%. So remember, we were over 3% not so long ago. Um, and so we got a little bit of a reprieve in the bond market. We will see... Uh, in another two weeks, when the Fed starts selling bonds into the open market at $90 billion a month, uh, 
we'll see how the bond market absorbs that. Gold was twenty dollars higher last week at eighteen forty an ounce. But you know, it's funny because when you look across asset classes, commodities or most commodities, uh, the big major asset classes, year to date, nothing is really working. There's parts of the ag markets that are working, but you know, those there's really small markets that are working. But generally, big asset classes. Uh, it, in mass really aren't working. Uh, oil was four dollars higher at one hundred and thirteen dollars a barrel. So um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, there's a lot of dynamics that are in play in the oil markets globally, uh, but it'll be interesting to see if the U.S. economy and then the global economy slows down. Obviously, that's going to be tough for oil prices to stay where they are. So we got a ton of economic data last week, and it's clear that we are starting to see cracks in the U.S. economy. Retail sales were less than expected. Um, and remember that retail sales number is a nominal figure. So, you know, if you do the inflation adjusted value, like that retail sales growth is essentially come from higher nominal prices, not actually more money being spent. Um, Jerome Powell came out also last week uh, and he reiterated the Federal Reserve's intention to put a lid on inflation. So he said, essentially, you know, we're going to do what we need to do to deal with this inflation problem uh, because that is part of our mandate. So he sort of reiterated to markets and everybody else that they're going to keep hiking rates until they, that prices come in. Uh, And, you know, quite frankly, good news for the fed. Uh, The market is doing a lot of their heavy lifting for them. As we said, the last few weeks that, you know, asset prices coming down will uh, do a lot to the demand side of the equation as people feel less rich and they spend less. Uh, that will do a lot on the demand, demand side of the equation. And that's all the Fed can deal with, right? We have supply chain problems globally that the Fed can't do anything about. The only thing they can do about anything about is the demand side. Housing market has started to certainly show some cracks, obviously not here in Central Oregon, but we look at the national numbers because those are the ones that matter uh, the most uh, as it relates to the economy. Uh, and we're starting to see, you know, um, existing home sales decline, permits decline. Uh, and, you know, we've just and, and those are based on contracts that were signed in February and March when interest rates were still low. Um, you know, we're now at five and a half percent or thereabouts on the on the 30 year fixed rate mortgage. Uh, and that's going to have some certainly in some implications in the housing market. So that market really hasn't rolled over yet either. And there's other markets that Josh and I are following that need to roll over as well. So we got uh, some big, big retail, retail names reported earnings last week, and it was a bloodbath. Josh, why don't you give us an update on uh, earnings season? 475 S&P 500 companies have reported, so we're just at the very tail end here. 11% year-on-year earnings growth in total, so you know about 80% above expectations. So no one cares because it already happened. But big news in earnings for this week was, of course, the world's largest retailer, uh, started by Sam Walton. Biggest fall in 40 years on earnings there and some of its competitors, you know, retail really just got dismantled this week, Uh, whether it was the discounters or even the upper echelon, uh, upper middle class style retailer out of Minneapolis there with the red, red target. Uh, There was it's just been brutal in the retail space. And I think it's the market this week finally sort of came around to the idea that. The consumer, you know, you see the expansion of credit card balances. Um, The consumer is getting petered out here and has shifted from cash now to leverage. And the retailers are on the front line of feeling the squeeze as producer prices continue to explode and their margins are starting to compress. So certainly a lot of recessionary worries being priced into markets going forward. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at those retail reports and they were unbelievable, you know, like the biggest online retailer in the world had its slowest revenue growth since the dot-com bust in 2001. Uh, You know, so, and Josh said, like we had a really robust savings rate, which now the savings rate is below pre-COVID levels, and we're seeing people uh, start to take on debt again, which is, uh, you know, not a good sign. That's sort of the end. They're trying to keep their lifestyle and everything, waiting for things to go back to normal, and that is not going to happen. So, uh, But the other thing is there's still excesses in the markets, the crypto markets, the housing markets, the electric car maker markets. So there's still excesses and these hodlers that mostly in Josh's generation that need to sort of capitulate before we find a market bottom. The really interesting thing that I noted this week was a lot of these companies that have relied on compensating employees via uh, restricted stock units 
are actually granting them more <laughs> to make up for the decline more in share prices, units of which worthless stock. just creates this virtuous negative feedback loop where you know they're issuing diluting their equity by issuing more shares, and it's you know I mean and those people have to pay taxes. On you're that. screwing <laughs> common shareholders by by doing this, and your employees. Remember. Just because something's down 60, 70, 80% doesn't mean it's cheap. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or go to our website and send us an email, financialfocusradio.com. We're going to talk about, we're, when we come back, we're going to give you some perspective on this bear markets and, and past bear markets to hopefully get you through this. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. It's total sticker shock at the gas pump these days. This is outrageous. That's why Indian Head Casino is cranking up our $88,000 Fuel Up Your Summer Giveaway. Hooray! Every Friday and Saturday, win your share of $22,000 in cash and prizes. I like it. I love it. Woo-hoo! Plus, Sunday, May 22nd, it's our sizzling summer giveaway with your chance to win $2,000, 4000 $6,000 in cash or even free gas for a whole year. Now, in May, it's our $88,000 Fuel Up Your Summer Giveaway. With $22,000 in cash and prices, give it away every Friday and Saturday. This goes beyond my wildest dreams. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. You must be 21. Management reserves all rights. See the Players Club for details. While I was lying in an Army hospital in Germany, my parents got a letter that said I had 48 hours to live. They even sent a flag to put on my coffin. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I left the military with a traumatic brain injury. And when I got home, I fought depression, anxiety, and alcohol and had nothing to look forward to. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. With DAV's help, my world changed 100%. I was able to build a new life for myself. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. I'm Adam Greathouse, Army veteran. But there are more victories to be won. My victory is just feeling alive and experiencing life. Adam Greathouse, thank you for your service. May your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Come on, one more rep. You got this. Ten. There it is. Nice work, man. You're a beast. Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years. And I got to tell you, taking Nugenics makes a huge difference for me. Nugenics? That's the uh, testosterone booster with TV ads with Frank Thomas. The big hurt, right? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone levels and increase lean muscle mass. Well, it's clearly working for you. Hey, are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try for themselves? Yeah, Nugenics is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger. With more energy and endurance. Man, I need to get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. No problem. You just got to send them a text. Text KICK to 321-321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics. The number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of new Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever, to help get you back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text KICK to 321-321. That's KICK to 321-321. These products and statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or or illness. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on our social networks, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Listen to past shows, get our daily market blog, and keep up to date on market happenings. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. 
Let's get back to the show. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, you want us to take a look at your portfolio, your estate plan, your asset allocation, whatever you want, and anything in your financial life, uh, one of us will give you an hour of our time. We can do that in the office, on the phone, via Zoom, whatever works for you. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get that scheduled. Our number is 800 743 0988, or you can just send us an email and ask for one of those if you go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. And lots of people probably want us to look at their portfolio. Uh, But if you've already had one, please, it's not like, and and we'll give you two a year. That's not how this works. (laughs) Because that's happening. People are calling that have done it twice, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We have to protect our time with our clients. Uh, all right, this is pretty funny. This comes from Liz, Liz Ann Saunders. Liz Ann is one of the chief market strategists at uh, Schwab, who Josh has a crush on. If you want to see why, Google her. Uh, <laughs> motor vehicle production continues to bounce back and is on its way to erasing pandemic losses. So we know that the car companies have, in response to overwhelming demand, have ramped up production. I mean, just like ramped it up crazy amount. And they're doing it at the exact wrong time. So, you know, there's this sense in the world. I remember when I was young, I thought, man, adults really know what's going on. But remember, these are people that have lots of advanced degrees and conceivably are paying attention to the U.S. economy and what's in the stock market and the and and what's going on. And these are people, the C-suite people at these car companies are ramping up production uh, into what's going to be falling demand most likely. And so it's going, not only is their stock price going to get whacked because we're, the market's selling off, but then they're going to be saddled with all this ridiculous inventory that they can't sell. So, um, you know, you, you, when you buy businesses, hopefully you're not, hopefully you're indexing, hopefully you're not buying an individual stocks in your portfolio. But if you are, you really need to pay attention to operators that know what they're doing because most of these men and women, um, are just operating with blinders on and and they're really looking in the rear view mirror. So they're operating their business in the rear view mirror. And if you drive your car looking in the rear view mirror, you know how that goes. So uh, that that just, that was an interesting anecdote. And then uh, the biggest electric car maker in the world. Well, it's the biggest car maker in the world by market cap. And I can't say its name, but Elon Musk runs it. Uh, Ironically, and this is so funny to me, uh, it was booted from the S&P 500's ESG index uh, last week. Um, and so, Josh, explain real quick what ESG is. It's environmental, social, and governance investing. You know, various index providers create these scores. None of them are standardized, so they all sort of have different factors that they weight. Uh, but then they score companies based on these internal metrics and you know, if you fall within a certain category, you're eligible for inclusion into the index. You know, we've talked about this a lot, but uh, there's a, a lot of discretionary authority that goes into the creation of these factors that are then used to score companies by those, uh, by, by the ESG metrics. And, you know, apparently they determined that uh, the electric vehicle factor didn't really matter so much <laughs> <laughs> compared to uh, some of the you know, I guess you would call them governance issues within like the particular businesses. Let's but, just call it Elon Musk factor. You know, like it, when you look at the timing of it and then the actual substantive merits, it's hard not to argue for some degree of politicization going on well, within But that. also we, Josh and I have been talking about ESG being BS uh, for the last two years now. And we're, we're, we're all for like this actually becoming a thing, but it's not a thing yet because it's not standardized and it's not real and you're not getting what you think you are and you're just paying more. And so I'm bringing it up because it's just such a it's so it's just such a farce like this idea that there's actual ESG investing and that when you're buying ESG ESG you're actually getting when you look at the other constituents in the index it's hard to take you know it's hard to take someone that believes in that stuff seriously because there's no intellectual heft behind what they're saying when you look at all the other companies you know it's just it's it's a you can't be intellectually honest and like say say that they belong but that one doesn't so you know just just fun funny to point out all right so you know we we get emails and we from clients and we talk to them on the phone and um you know the the big consensus question we're getting now um is 
how long is this going to last? And I, I got a funny email last week from a client. She said, when will the pummeling stop? <laughs> and I thought her word choice was funny. Uh, you know, it's obviously what happened. What's happening isn't funny. But um, so the question every, on everybody's mind is, you know, when is this going to be over? Please make it stop. Uh, and so we thought we'd give you some perspective on, you know, looking at the last 15 bear markets that we've had, how long they went on, how long they lasted and how long it took to recover. Um, Remember, bear markets are important. They're healthy. Uh, they are they're necessary in a free market capitalistic society um, because we have lots of excesses that happen, uh, and those need to be blown off. And that's what we're getting. So, a bear market, for those of you who don't know, are me- is measured by a peaked trough, twenty percent or greater correction. So, uh, last week, you know, so the market in an all time high on, on January third. And uh, through last week, we were down over 20% on the S&P 500. Uh, And so technically, that is a bear market. Um, And so the question you say to yourself, uh, well, this feels different. This is crazy. I I can't believe this is happening. Well, guess what? Bear markets are normal. Um, They happen on average every five years or so. And so they're not that, you know, the last one we had was very short lived. It was 19 trading days and it was in March of 2020 during the coronavirus. And then the market turned on the dime. They can be very painful, as you know, I mean, a bear market, the depression was a bear market. So that's, they can get that painful. Um, the reasons are always different, but your emotions are always the same. You always say, the, you know, it's never going to end. This thing's going to go on forever. Nobody, and I repeat, nobody knows how long they're going to last. All of us have an opinion. Josh has an opinion. I have an opinion. In fact, every time I come back into Josh's office five or six times a day, he has a new opinion on when it's going to end. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> but guess what? And this is good for Josh and everybody. The one thing that all bear markets have in common is that they do eventually end. Um, so, you know, educated guess, the current length of this iteration and this bear market, it has something to do with uh, how quickly the Federal Reserve can deal with the inflation problem. You know, if I said to you uh, sometime in December, the inflation print is going to be three and a half or four percent, uh, chances are, you know, we're, we're, the market will be okay. The problem is, is where do we go between now and 4%? Do we go to 12 and then to 4? And so that's that's the problem, is knowing what the data says doesn't really matter. So going back to 1957, we've had 15 bear markets, 20% corrections. The average percentage decline of all 15 was 30%. So we have another 10% to go to get to average. The number of days at, on average, this is the painful one, is 338 But remember, that includes long, long periods like the Great Depression and those things. Um, The average number of days it takes you to get back to break even if you own the S&P 500 is 603 days or 1.7 years. So those those stats aren't real appealing, but the good news is – the average decline is is thirty percent in a bear market, and we're only we're less than ten percent away from the average. So that doesn't mean it can't get worse, um, and that's just the S and P five hundred. So if your portfolio is loaded with Nasdaq and tech stocks, you're in a, you're you're looking at a whole different data. I, I think this one's hard just because we've seen you know three in four years, and that's but the Fed of course is trying to engineer this one. All right, if you want to be part of the show, call us back. Uh, call us, 877-670-7117, or go to our website and send us an email, financialfocusradio.com. When we come back, we're going to tackle some of your email questions, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, delivered right to your inbox. The short five- to six-minute video helps you keep up with the market trends. You can always watch past videos on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
It's that time of year when tons of rental fleet vehicles pour onto our lots. It's the annual spring rental reduction sale, and it's happening right now at Hertz Car Sales of Bend. Fresh inventory arriving daily, plus all vehicles have been marked down. Every single vehicle's price has been reduced, but it's only for a limited time. It's the spring rental reduction sale at Hertz Car Sales of Bend. Visit us on Highway 20 at the base of Pilot Butte, or you can find us online at HertzBend.com. Calling all veterans in active duty military. This is Patrick Jackson with Man Mortgage Central Oregon, NMLS number 199-8135. You think the only thing you can do with your VA home loan benefit is buy a new home? How about building a new home with zero down? Our 100% in-house man-made VA construction loan allows you to do just that. With zero dollars down, that leaves more money in your pocket for those upgrades you've always wanted. On top of our program being zero down, our boss has also authorized us to cover the cost of veterans appraisals all the way up to $1,700. This is a huge perk towards closing and is our small way of saying thank you for your service. If building isn't in the cards for you, don't worry. With zero down purchase options well above county conforming limits, there's never been a better time to utilize the VA entitlement you have earned. Google your local Man Mortgage office today. Man Mortgage, NMLS number 2550, Equal Housing Lender. This ad is not from HUD, VA, or FHA and was not reviewed or approved by any government agencies. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Bend Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. Learning Express Toys wants to keep the kid and each of us happy. They want it to be easy and fun to make your kid's birthday party the best. Check out Learning Express Toys' website and explore their birthday box registry. Kids can make their own wish list of favorite toys, and then you can share the birthday box registry with family and friends. That's Learning Express Toys. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. In today's expensive real estate market, it's easy to wind up paying too much for a place to live. That's why Alpine Meadows Townhomes is a smart move. They have washer-dryers in the two- and three-bedroom units, designer kitchens that please, one-, two-, or three-bedrooms, and approved pets allowed. They're more affordable than all those brand-new townhomes. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes on Northeast 6th and Bend. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. There's an easier place to find affordable housing in Bend. Discover Mountain Glen Apartments and make them your comfortable home. Mountain Glen Apartments are conveniently located with washers, dryers in their two and three bedroom units and designer kitchens. You can pay more, but you cannot get more value than at Mountain Glen Apartments on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. To learn more, Google Mountain Glen Apartments. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. If it leaks, clogs, drips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. <laughs> Stepping into cold water is the worst. Jump into your morning shower and have hot water to start your day. Relax and rise and be on your way. Need to upgrade your water heater? Severson Plumbing has you covered. Voted best plumber in Central Oregon. Find us at SeversonPlumbers.com. If it leaks, clogs, drips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get straightforward financial advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows by going to financialfocusradio.com or download our smartphone app today. If you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a short five or six minute video where we talk about what's going on in the capital markets, uh, especially as it relates to our clients' money. So if you want to get added to our list of people that get that news, we send it via email. Go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. A box will pop up and just uh, put your email info in there and just say add me to your e-newsletter list. And that's the only thing that we will send you. This comes from Carl Cantania, Cantania from CNBC. 
Uh, and he got this information uh, from the Energy Information Administration. A year ago, American households spent about 2800 at an annual rate on gasoline. During the month of March, they spent 3800 uh, at an annual rate. During May, they're spending at an annual rate of $5,000. Uh, so obviously, I won't even tell you how much it costs. I have a rather large pickup truck, how much it costs fill that thing up but my mother my mother was asking me last week how much it cost to fill the truck up and you know i'd have to run my credit card twice because the most gas pumps don't go that <laughs> high but uh i i'm really not looking forward to filling up my boat that's the one that's well gonna be. we're finally at the part of the curve where uh energy demand starts to show to some, wane. some elasticity meaning uh people stop actually making incremental purchases and delay that trip or find alternative means of transportation or carpooling or whatever it so is. So the, the phenomenon Josh is talking to is the ultimate cure for high oil prices is in fact high oil prices because it eventually curbs demand. But uh, as Josh commented earlier before the show started, remember China's still in the zero COVID policy. And so yeah. there's a big part of the world to the tune of a billion three people that uh, are really not consuming all that much energy. And so uh, they're sort of the wild card in all of this. But if the global economy goes into recession, the price of oil will take care of itself. Believe me. Uh, believe me. Um, so, well, And, you know, of course, the just gigantic pile of free cash flow. Eventually, producers facing that dilemma of whether or not to increase production they all can't help themselves, and they all do it at once. Oh yeah, they're and, terrible capital. capital you know, they, well, I think. Do, are we going to saving that anecdote for later? But the energy industry in the United States is going to generate, you know, enough free cash flow this year to compensate for twenty-three years of capital destruction, and you know, once, and they always do stupid things with it. And they'll they'll succumb to the inevitable pressures that making money always creates, and they'll all jump in and rush to create production precisely when it's the wrong time. The other problem for these guys and I, men and women is I feel bad for them because it's not their fault. Government actually created it, but this is politically they're, you know, the politicians, this is going to be low hanging fruit. They're going to go after all these energy companies uh, full force because, you know, they're, with, they're back to high, high profitability, with, but with guess zero, who created the problem? But with zero acknowledgement that they literally made no money for 20 years. Well, dude, that's, don't don't let the facts get in the way. I have a good I, argument. I know, but they but they also the federal government is the one that created the problem as we as exist. It exists today, and you see the despicable action in the House this week of implement you know passing. Thank God we have the Senate, but Im implementing the notion of price controls. I mean, most I guess half of them weren't alive the last time we tried this. Well, but. Richard Nixon, a Republican president instituted wage and price controls in the 70s and that exacerbated the inflation problems that we saw in the 70s so when you institute any controls price or wage controls it exacerbates the problem you're trying to fix thankfully i guess you still have you know leftist intellectuals out there like larry summers that still speak reason hopefully to that part of the, his party and but, you know, it's, so it's more symbolic than anything else. Well, we but. don't have moderates anywhere anymore. That's the problem. All right, let's tackle some email questions. That is still a thing, believe it or not. Not everybody is on TikTok. Uh, we got an email from uh, Ben in Bend. Ben in Bend. I've been doing some research on estate planning because I know my wife and I are going to get our estate plan set up. It appears that we either need a will or a trust or both. How do I know? What is right for us? Ask an attorney. No. <laughs> uh, go well, ahead. You at least need a will. Uh, everybody needs. Everybody a needs will. a will. Uh, whether or not you need a trust, you know, we would suggest meeting with an attorney or talking to your financial advisor. And you know, you don't necessarily need one, but it can certainly ease in uh, estate administration and add a degree of privacy that wouldn't otherwise be offered. And in certain circumstances, like Tyler's, for instance. Uh, you know, you use that will as a mechanism that then creates a trust upon, you know, something uh, that you don't anticipate happening, but will inevitably happen, of course. And by meaning if you, you know, you die, potentially your will can create a trust and, uh, you know, give your family options as it relates to tax savings and otherwise. But uh, everyone out there absolutely needs a will. Yeah. So if you don't have one in the state of Oregon that you've designed, guess what? You have one and it's called the state of Oregon and some judge will decide and it's usually not what you want. So. Everybody needs at least the basic will. Um, and in terms of your estate planning, 
everybody's situation is different. You're, you know, my estate plan has evolved. I'm 46 years old and uh, it has evolved since, you know, it started as one thing. And then as I had kids and a business and all those things, it, it has changed. And uh, as I accumulate more assets, it will continue to change. So it, it's not like one thing fits for everybody forever. Um, it, it, you know, you have to figure out what you're trying to accomplish. If you have children, all those sort of things factor in. Do you care about privacy? Do you care about avoiding probate? Uh, you know, what's your level of net worth? All of that stuff will factor in. Uh, but the more you can educate, and this is what I tell everybody, the more you can educate yourself on what you think might uh, so you can ask intelligent questions of the attorney so that you're not starting from scratch when you meet with the attorney. Because, of course, I'm all for everybody making money, but, of course, they charge by the hour. And so uh, coming armed with some information will be helpful. The other thing I tell people um, when they go to an estate, plan, uh, estate planning attorney, um, the first meeting is usually fact-finding. Uh, and so one of the things you can have the attorney or the attorney's office do is send you a data collection form. Uh, and there's, they, they send you this, this data collection form, which you can then fill out at home with your spouse. Uh, and you can answer a lot of the questions that might take a while. And you don't want to sitting in the attorney's office while you're answering those while the meter runs. So, uh, that's what I would urge, urge people to do. But you do at least like Josh said, bare minimum need a will. Uh, all right. We got an email from a Tom W here in Bend. This is right up Josh's alley. I'm thinking of rebalancing my portfolio based on how much it's moved this year. What should I be thinking about when I go to rebalance my investment portfolio? Well, uh, you know, depending on your allocation, uh, your threshold rebalance, meaning like what you initially contemplated your asset allocation to be at the onset of the year has likely been dislodged fairly significantly. I think an important consideration here is, of course, like what fixed income you actually own and intend to rebalance into. Uh, you know, the unique thing about this year is a lot of people, especially that index in the bond market, you know, their bond exposure is similarly down 9%. So uh, looking that with that in mind, both sides of your portfolio have been pretty dramatically dislodged. So if his allocation is Yeah, it? so you're not necessarily getting the arbitrage that you actually wanted uh, in that kind of a rebalance, but you know, provided your fixed income, in, in our belief, is very short duration, high quality, um, you... Meaning you know, U.S. Treasury, short treasuries. Yeah, you, you very well could be contemplating a rebalance now, which would entail you know buying stock and selling fixed income that hasn't necessarily fluctuated that much in price. Uh, that's certainly something that uh, may be worthwhile only in the event that the fixed income you're rebalancing from is what you know you should have owned already. Well, and, and so the good. Well, even if he was in the ag and the ag was down nine and the S and P's down twenty, that he's. I still, mean, my, my point is yeah. just that you know you because the ag is down so much, you maybe not are you're probably not getting the arbitrage that you actually want. you were going to get. Yeah. yeah, but the good news is, and I, Josh and I can both agree on this, is that Tom's thinking correctly, right? He's thinking, okay, I want to rebalance because he knows he'd be buying stock, and so that's the good news. He's thinking properly as it relates to. Because a lot of people say, well, I don't have cash. When the market dislocates like this, I don't have cash to put to work. But if you have a portfolio that has short bonds in it, that essentially acts as cash and you can do your rebalance and you'll be selling your bonds that have done relatively a lot better and buying stocks that have underperformed. Uh, and so he's absolutely thinking along uh, the right terms. Um, you know, One of the things you can think about is making sure your portfolio also is uh, what you want it to look like. So that's another thing to consider when you're rebalancing. All right, if you want to take us up on a free retirement view and if you at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get that scheduled. That number is 800-743-0988 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com and send us an email. When we come back, we're going to talk about Roth conversions in a bear market. Do they make sense? Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 
easiest way to listen to KBND at home is with the new Amazon Skill. Just add the KBND Skill to your Echo smart speaker and say, play KBND. That's it. Clean, static-free sound, no matter where you are. Use the new KBND Amazon Skill with your Echo or Alexa or Ziggy. It's easy. Play KBND. The Memorial Day sales event is on now at Kendall Toyota of Bend. We have new Toyotas showing up all the time. And with a great selection of certified pre-owned Toyotas, get a Memorial Day deal today on that Toyota you've been thinking about. Shop our selection of certified pre-owned Toyotas and get the peace of mind of a 7-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain warranty backed by Toyota. You can also get financing as low as 2.99% for up to 60 months. If it's an electric vehicle you're thinking about, deliveries are scheduled to start soon on the all-new Toyota BZ4X. Get to Kendall Toyota and get yours reserved today. Don't wait. In-stock inventory goes fast. Save big with the Memorial Day sales event on now at Kendall Toyota of Bend. Stop by or get started at KendallToyotaOfBend.com. Kendall, let's start something great. APR available with limited terms to maturity and unapproved credit through participating dealers and Toyota Financial Services for only very well-qualified credit customers. See your participating dealer for details. Offer valid 5-3-2022 through 7 2022 Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Is your prostate waking you up more often than your alarm clock? The fact is, the older you get, the more likely you'll have prostate problems, which can affect your everyday life. That's where Prostate Complete by Real Health comes in. Prostate Complete is the result of 20 years of experience as a leader in men's health. The powerful formula in Prostate Complete supports natural prostate function and reduced urinary urges for a better quality of life. Available at Walmart. Visit ProstateOnePerDay.com for special offers. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Want to kill bugs like the pros do? Now you can with Maggie's Farm. Created by pest control professionals, Maggie's Farm plant and mineral-based products provide amazingly effective insect control. All of our plant-based products are safe to use around children and pets and won't leave behind a messy, oily residue. Maggie's Farm, lethal to bugs, easy on the planet. Now for a limited time, get a free box of our patented no-spill ant-kill bait stations with purchase at greenbugkiller.com. That's greenbugkiller.com. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show, the truth in wealth building. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That feller over there, he is Josh Finelli. And we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. I finally, knock on wood, I think that spring is finally here to stay. I see next week it's going to be in the 80s. Uh, but I'm sure, depending on what day my kid plays baseball, those will be the cold days next week. But it looks like coast is clear, at least for a little while, that we're going to have some warm weather. And boy, I mean, I, I actually, my kids went uh, surfing on Lake Billy Chinook. Uh, and the water was like 34 degrees. They're crazy, but they're teenagers. That's what they're supposed to be crazy, I guess. All right, so you've heard us talk on the show before that this market reminds us, or me at least, because I was in the business in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. So if you think about what happened in that tech telecom media bubble that we saw in the late 90s, you know, it, companies were going public, and if they had the dot-com after them, uh, the stock would go up 100% after the IPO. And we just had a lot of crazy excess that was going on there. Uh, and the same thing was happening uh, really until November of last year. Um, you know, we're, it, it, But it was worse. I mean, we had more free money sloshing around in the system, which meant more ba- bad this- behavior, which meant asset prices rose even more. Uh, and it was more widespread. Just, like, but back then, 
the housing market the housing market was doing okay but it wasn't ripping like there was it was just stocks but dot com excess when you look at the scale of the actual market caps it seems almost quaint like well yeah yeah it seems that's what i'm saying like this time was worse because asset prices Oh, everywhere ripped higher, not just this. Because if you go back to that period, I mean, I remember I was really relatively new in the business. It was just mostly the stock market. Houses prices weren't going up by 25% annually. Uh, and cryptocurrency and all these other ancillary asset classes weren't also ripping. And that's what we saw in this. So we saw a ton of excess. In If interest rates go up and the economy shrinks, we have to see a blow off of that excess. But uh, Josh shared with me... Um, uh, some some of those darlings and and their high stock price. So uh, we look at I'm looking at the high for these stock prices for these companies in the year 2000. So Amazon traded at $75, Cisco traded at 82, Corning 113, JDS Uniphase, which some of you will remember was 297 dollars. Uh, the low for Amazon was five dollars in 2002. The low for Cisco was eleven dollars in 2002. Corning went to two dollars and eighty cents. JDS Uniphase went from two hundred ninety-seven to two dollars. So the decline, the percentage decline for those stocks: ninety-three percent for Amazon, eighty-six percent for Cisco, Corning ninety-seven, JDS Uniphase ninety-nine percent, uh, Priceline ninety-eight percent, Yahoo.com ninety-seven percent. So um, those stocks got way over their skis from a valuation standpoint. And that is going, I'm not saying that's, the, the good news is in this, the, this is a little bit different in that the biggest market leaders in the market today aren't trading as expensive as these names were back then. Uh, but there's a lot of the market underneath those names that got way, way overvalued, 100 times sales, uh, which is what we've talked about. Like we gave you the example of if you owned a convenience store, and let's say the convenience store is really successful and it did $10 million in annual sales. Uh, well, imagine it sold at 100 times those sales. A billion dollars. <laughs> for a $10 million convenience store where the margins might be 5% if they're lucky. And so the net profitability is 500 grand and the thing's selling for well, a billion. That's where these stocks were. But the convenience store was making money. These companies weren't actually cash flow yeah, so positive. The, the big dichotomy is that the concentration in the index, like 50% of it, actually generates prolific amounts of free cash flow. Now versus that then. Have, have never been seen before by markets ever. That concentrated part of the index is holding, you know, those businesses are very, very materially different than they were 22 years ago. Which is ago. why the index is doing so much better than the average stock in the index. But yeah, when, but then when you look at the lower half of it and what the actual multiple was, it was, you know, and I talked about this last week, but it's an order of magnitude were 10 times worse than it was 20 years ago. And so, you know, when you look at what the scale of the anticipated contraction should be, uh, it's uh, look out below. All right, let's talk about, um, you know, is this bear market that we're seeing in stocks a good time to do a Roth conversion? So, Josh, why don't you explain to the listening audience what a Roth conversion is? And don't get ahead of yourself and tell us whether it's good or not. Just explain what Just it remember is. when, you know, with a Roth IRA, you're investing post-tax dollars. And when uh, with a traditional IRA, you're investing pre-tax dollars. So uh, if you want to try to get pre-tax dollars into a post-tax dollars account uh, from IRA to IRA. It's called a, convert, a Roth conversion. And so what that entails is when you're moving Roth or uh, moving traditional IRA assets into a Roth IRA, you of course have to pay ordinary income tax on the amount that you convert. But the important thing to know, if you're doing a conversion, like so if you, if Josh right now took money out of his traditional IRA, he'd have to pay taxes plus a penalty. But since he's converting it to a Roth, all he has to do is pay the taxes. He doesn't have to pay the penalty. So Josh, explain why potentially, under certain circumstances, it does make some sense uh, to do a conversion to a Roth IRA in a bear market under what those circumstances might be? Well, so, you know, just starting from the macro level, tax rates today are still, you know, despite everyone out there complaining about them, <laughs> tax rates are still very, very low on it. In, in, in historically, historical terms, you know, on a relative basis, they're, they're very low, you know, and so the ideal time, theoretically, to do these types of conversions is when markets are at lows because you're minimizing the tax liability that you're converting uh, within intra accounts, so traditional to Roth. But 
the caveat that they, we would present to you is that the only way that we deem this as you know an acceptable strategy is if you're actually paying the tax liability external to the conversion, meaning you need money sitting in cash uh, to to pay the liability, the withholding that you're going to owe. So meaning, if you, if you convert a hundred grand, we don't want you to have thirty grand of that. The conversion go to taxes because if you do it within the accounts and you do the withholding during the conversion it's money that's not going to continue to compound within the Roth so you're sort of obfuscating the whole point of doing the conversion itself we want you to actually pay the tax liability from an external account so you know and ideally you're paying that in cash and not liquidating securities to generate the cash to actually pay the liability. So provided you have the cash, now may be a good time to actually execute that conversion. Because when markets recover, now your money that you have, let's say the $100,000 example, if you convert the whole 100,000, it all stays invested. Now from a from a depressed market value, now you have more money in a Roth that can then hopefully you know compound at a higher rate. Because remember, uh, the cheaper markets get, or the more markets go down, the more they'll eventually go up. And so if you can do that at a depressed market valuation, uh, you'll eventually have more in your Roths, uh, assuming you invest it properly. Uh, and then, you know, the benefits of the Roth, having the Roth, are <laughs> once you take that money out, it comes out obviously tax-free. Uh, when you pass it to beneficiaries, um, they still have the 10-year rule that they have to take it out, but the beneficiaries, it goes to them tax-free as well. Uh, and you don't have to do an RMD, meaning once you get to 72, you don't, they don't force you to take that money out. So down markets, like Josh said, if you have the cash separate that you can pay the taxes with, uh, it does make quite a bit of sense to do a Roth conversion in down market. All right. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, call us, 877-670-7117, or send us an email by going to our website, financialfocusradio.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about small cap stocks, why we think you should still consider them. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market trends. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com.